0: chapter number 8. John chapter number 8 is where we left off last week. John chapter 8. How many of y'all glad to be saved? All right. If you need a lesson, if you need a lesson, raise your hand if you need a lesson. We want to make sure everybody gets a lesson. If y'all can see them, Johnny. Raise it high now. Raise it high. We got blind midgets running around. All right. (laughs) Raise it high so they can see everywhere. There we go. I think they had to make some extra copies. All right. That's a good problem. That's a good problem. I even made extra copies. Now we need to make extra, extra copies. So, all right, all right. How many are excited about tonight? Yeah. Now, I know good and well y'all hollered more than that this past Saturday. Yeah. How many are excited about tonight? Yeah. All right, all right. That's much better, much better. Listen, it is going to be a really, really good lesson, but the only thing is, I'm gonna have to go fast. If you notice, if you notice, your lesson it's two pages. Well, actually, it's three pages. We had a stapler, right, amen. Uh, uh, so I got to go fast. I got to go fast. But it's the kind that you can go fast if, 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 you, if you do it, you know. So so I, I got to do that. And so stay with me. Stay with me. If, if you get behind, if you get behind, don't worry about the answers. I, I'll give you a copy with the answers. I, I'd rather you stay with me. And, and follow the information than, than trying to make sure you got written down what you need to write down and, and lose your place. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. All right, what we're going to do, we're going we're to jump start in John chapter number 8. And then we're going to answer and, and look at a statement that Jesus makes to the Pharisees uh, uh, in, the, in the last part. Basically what we're fixing to read, uh, they, they keep bragging about being Abraham's children or being Abraham's seed. Uh, they were so confident in their heritage. They were so confident in their bloodline, if you will, that they just thought because they were Israelites that they were good to go, that they were in. And, and so their confidence in him, and so Jesus comes back to that situation. First he tells them, you know, you may be Abraham's seed, but you're not Abraham's children. And and you say, what's the difference? It's spiritual. One is, is seed by the physical line, but he says, you're not Abraham's children by the, the spiritual line, which is a children of faith. You, if you are a believer today and you have placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are children of Abraham by faith. In other words, you've placed your faith in God just like Abraham. And that's the distinction he's making there. Does that make sense? Amen. All right. So let's jump into this thing uh, real quick. We'll, we'll begin in verse number verse number 37. <clears throat> Verse 37, if you're there, say amen. amen. It says, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's... Now you remember what he used in verse 37? Abraham's seed, but now he's using the word children. If ye were Abraham's children, like you think you are, ye would do the works of Abraham. What is that? Operate by faith. Operate by faith. But now you seek to kill me. A man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Now he's saying, Abraham ain't your father. Now, when they cannot refute his argument, then they go to make him personal accusations. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication, we have one father, even God. Now what they're doing is they're bringing up the fact that they know that Joseph was not his biological father. They understand that Mary became pregnant before they came together as husband and wife. So they're claiming that, listen, he's illegitimate. That's what that is. That's a a direct... Uh, 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 a slash against against Christ's character. But we know the truth. Say amen. We know what the deal is. All right. Now, it says, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he that sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the... That's who your daddy really is. Yeah. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Order title this, Who's Your Daddy? Amen. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, because there is no truth in him, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father, the father of it. And, I, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? If I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. You see what they do? It's, it's what most people who try to debate you or argue with you, when you prove it in the scripture and they have no comeback, they want to attack you personally. And so now they don't have a comeback. They don't know what to say. So now again, they try to attack him personally are y'all with me you got a devil you're just a Samaritan by the way calling somebody a Samaritan was like big time I mean that's just big time slaying Jesus answered I have not a devil but I honor my father and you do dishonor me for I seek not mine own glory there is one that seeketh and judgeth verily verily I say unto you if a man keep my saying he shall never see death then said the Jews unto him now we know that thou hast a devil Abraham is dead and the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? So once again, once again, see, they're the ones that keep bringing up Abraham. They said, look, you're not as good as Abraham. Abraham's dead. The prophets are dead too. And you say you're not going to, what are you saying? Are you, you think you're better than Abraham? How many of y'all can see the confidence they have in Abraham? All right, now watch. Here's Jesus' response. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like you. But I know him, and he keeps and keep his say. Now here's, here's the message tonight. This is where we're going to dig in and, and really, really, really uh, uh, study this out verse 56 your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day who's speaking who's speaking Jesus Jesus is approximately 30 to 33 years old y'all with me but he's saying Abraham saw me Abraham lived 2500 years before this y'all with me but he says Abraham saw me saw my day and he saw it and was, then they're they're, they're just losing their minds now. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old. Hast thou seen Abraham? Verily, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I want to preach tonight on the subject, Abraham and the great I Am. How many of y'all will pray for me? Pray for me tonight. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your blessings, your mercy. I pray that you'll bless this this outline. I pray that you'll bless the truth we're fixing to learn and see. And and God, I pray that you'll let the Old Testament come alive and and reveal to us who you are. I pray that your perfect will be done. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. You may be seated. By way of introduction, kind of... Just to, to, to lay it out here. Let's look at, let's look at a couple verses that I put on the front of your notes there. On the top of your notes. Right there in... in uh, let's go to Galatians first and then we'll go back to John. Galatians chapter 3. Now remember, we're talking about Abraham seeing... Abraham seeing... Uh, the Lord's day Abraham seeing Jesus Abraham uh, 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 seeing the Lord and rejoicing and was glad in it now look look what it says in Galatians 3 verse 6 if you found your spot on your notes say amen. amen even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham that's what Jesus was trying to say you're, you're the seed of Abraham, but you're not the children of Abraham. The only way to be the children of Abraham is to be of faith. And if you are of faith, you are the children of Abraham. And the scripture and the scripture for seeing. And the, verse 8, and the, come on everybody, and the scripture. That's the key. And the scripture. What scripture? The Old Testament scriptures. That's all they had at that time. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, that's the Gentiles, that's you and me, through faith. Watch this now. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. Now, he preached the gospel unto Abraham. This is not this is not the gospel of the kingdom that was offered to the Jews. This was not the everlasting gospel that's, that's proclaimed by the angel in the book of Revelation. This is the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace. The gospel to us in the, in the church age. Are y'all with me? Say Amen. Now listen, why do we know that? Because he says this, the gospel part of that was in thee shall all nations be blessed. And we know that the gospel of the kingdom was offered only to the Jews. So this has to be the gospel of grace, the gospel that we enjoy, the gospel that we have believed, the gospel that we have received. Are y'all with me? Say amen. But where in the world, where in the world was it preached to Abraham? Where in the world did Abraham see Jesus and was glad and rejoiced in it? Well, if we do this, look at it, look what it says in John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 39. At the top of your notes there. Very top of your notes. Search the Scriptures. scriptures. What Scriptures? The Old Testament Scriptures. It's all they had. Are y'all with me? Search the Scriptures. Now we think... The only verses in the the scriptures that is there that talks about Jesus is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels, or even some speak of him through the epistles and and through the later parts of the New Testament. But watch what it says. Search the scriptures. It's got to be the Old Testament scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life... And they are they which testify of me. This is Jesus speaking. What's he saying? You can go back to the Old Testament and you can find me in the Old Testament. You can go back into the scriptures. You can go back into the the words of Moses. Moses was the penman of the first five books of the Bible. And you can go back there and find me. So let's do that. How many of y'all want to go back there and find him? Say amen. I saw it. That's when it went up. Just like that. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to keep my hands down. Amen. Maybe. All right. How did Abraham seem? How did Abraham seem? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If we go, and here's the thing. We're not going to we're not gonna be able to go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse through all of these because we'll run out of time. So we, so we got to go fast. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go read the chapters as homework. All right? Read the chapters as homework. Point number one. Where did Abraham see Jesus? First, he saw him in a supernatural birth. Abraham saw the Lord. He saw the gospel in a supernatural birth. Preacher, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. If you write this down, we see the birth of Isaac. Isaac is a type of Jesus Christ. He's a type of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we read through the Old Testament and we skim through it and we think it's just a cool story and we think it's just a neat little deal and we don't even realize what God is trying to do throughout the Old Testament. He's trying to draw a picture of his son. One great type of Christ in the the Old Testament is Joseph. He was hated by his brethren. He was sold for silver. He was sold as a slave. He listen, he 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 took a Gentile bride. Say amen. He assumed the throne. He had he was loved of his father. What a great and glorious picture of Jesus Christ. But now and what was it happening? He was trying to show you Jesus. And here in Isaac, we see Jesus. Why? Why did, why did God let uh, Moses, first he's prophesied, first he's prophesied, if you look on A, or look on A in your notes, it's prophesied, it's prophesied, four different verses in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, Isaac, the arrival of this baby, the arrival of this promised son, it is prophesied, and you know what? Jesus' birth was prophesied. It's first prophesied in the Garden of Eden with Eve when God was looking down, and he looked down at the, 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 the serpent, and he said, look, The seed of the woman is going to bust your head. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. And a head wound was always fatal. And what was he speaking about? He was speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman, who would hang on an old rugged cross and through the power of the cross destroy the power of Satan. He was prophesied. Did Isaiah not look down the telescope of faith Did he not look out and say, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and we shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us? Amen. Amen. Listen, just like Jesus, Isaac's birth was prophesied. Isaac's birth was prophesied. Not only was it a, a prophesied arrival, a promised arrival, but it was also a physical impossibility. It was a physical impossibility. Preacher, what are you saying? God promised Isaac to Abraham late in life. I mean, and then kept promising him to the point when they ceased. This is what it says. This is what the verses say, that it ceased to be of women. In other words, she had ceased to have the ability to have a child. Abraham was 100. She was 90. What is the point? It was a physical impossibility for them to have a child. Preacher, what happened? They got pregnant. (laughs) And the pregnancy was simply from the divine power intervention of God. Can you imagine a hundred year old Abraham going and buying diapers? Is this for your great, great, great grandchild? No, it's for my boy. Are y'all with me? Can you imagine this? You know what? How many of y'all know that when when Isaac was born, that Abraham rejoiced? He saw in Isaac a supernatural birth. He saw in Isaac a physical impossibility. The angel of the Lord came unto Mary and said, You're going to give birth. You're going to give birth to the Messiah. You're going to give birth to Jesus. You're going to give birth to the promise. You're going to give birth to the deliverer of the world, the Son of God. She says, How in the world could this ever happen, Seeing, I know not a man. And the angel said, With God, all things are possible. It's a physical impossibility, but it's going to happen. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Abraham saw the Lord in a miraculous birth. Are y'all with me? A supernatural birth, but there's some other things that took place. Not only do we see, not only do we see the gospel being given to Abraham through a supernatural birth, he sees the arrival. He sees the arrival in a supernatural way. But then secondly, secondly, not only do we see a supernatural birth, but then we see a sacrificial death a sacrificial death now let now say with me follow me now here we have here we have abraham he is thrilled to death he has his promised heir god told him god told him listen through isaac all the earth will be blessed through isaac will come the messiah if you will through Isaac, all the blessings and all of his joy, all of his, his happiness is wrapped up in this, this young man. Then God comes to it. If we look in, if we look in, in in the book of Genesis, I want you to look in in chapter number, let's see. I think chapter number 20. What, what does it say? Twenty, twenty-two. Look in, open your Bibles and turn to Genesis twenty-two. Or sit and listen. I don't, whatever you want to do. Genesis 22, look what happens. It came to pass after these things that God did tempt or test Abraham. And he said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac. Now keep the terminology. Keep the language that's being used in your head. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Get thee into the land of Moriah. Moriah. And offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac and his son clave the wood for the burnt offering. And rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, that's key, that's key, third day, underline that, third day. Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood off the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and they went forth, both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and he said, My father? He said, Here am I. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood. You see, see, Isaac, he's seen sacrifices before. He knows how this thing's supposed to work. He's well aware of the situation. He said, now I see the fire, and I see the wood. But where is the lamb. Where's the lamb? That's a good question. Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself. Stop. It doesn't say God himself will provide. It says God will provide himself. himself. Man, y'all miss a good shouting place right there. A lamb for the burnt offering. You'll see it in a minute. So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son And he laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seest thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said in the day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven the second time. And said, By myself I have sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. What's taken place? What's taken place? Father Abraham has taken his son Isaac and he says, I want you to go to a place. I want you to go to a place that I'm going to show you of. What is significant about the place? It's the land of Moriah, Mount Moriah. Do you, what's significant about Moriah? It's the place where Solomon's temple is. But it's also the place of Calvary. It's also the place of Calvary. What was happening? God the Father was leading Father Abraham to take his son to the very place that he was going to offer up his son to be a sacrifice for our sin, my sin, and your sin. Are y'all with me? So the place is very significant. But not only that, here's what I want you to... Man, I'm feeling God bump right there. Amen. Listen, I want you to see this. Two things in in this particular part of this story. First, I want you to see an offering father. An offering father. Look what it says. The Bible says in in Hebrews chapter number 11, By faith, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. What does that that teach us? What does it say? He said, I want you to... What did he tell him in verse number 2? Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and offer him there. Oh, we see an offering father. But what does that show us? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 8, 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So what do we see? On Mount Moriah, the place of Calvary, we see an offering father in faith. Abraham is offering Isaac, but all that is is a type. All that is is a picture of what was to come. It was a picture of God the Father offering up God the Son, His only begotten Son, in whom He is well pleased, offering Him for the sins of mankind. Somehow ought to say man right there. We not only see an offering Father, but here's, a, here's something very significant. We see a willing son. A willing son. Say, where do you get that? Where do you get a willing son? How many hundred-year-old men can you see overpowering a young man? What's the point? I believe with all my heart, Isaac had to trust his father. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if Isaac said to Abraham, is there any other way? I wonder if Isaac said to Abraham, is there any other way that we can do this different? But not my will, but thy will be done. What does it say? Y'all ain't getting it, y'all ain't getting it. Look what it says. It says this. Woo. I, I, I skipped something. God, mercy. How'd I skip this? <clears throat> I missed something. Here's, here's one and two. Here's one and two under the willing sun. Here's what, here's what we see. <clears throat> here's what we see. They get to the place. They get to the place. They, three days journey, they get to the place. And Isaac, the Bible says that, 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 that Abraham took the wood off of the, the back of the donkey. And, and, and by the way, that's a type of the sinner. And I don't have time to go in that, but that's the type of the sinner. And, 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 and he took the wood off of the sinner and laid it on the son. <clears throat> Let me say that again. You missed it right there. He took the, the wood or the cross. The cross that the sinner deserved. And he laid it on the innocent son. And I wonder if, if, if Abraham is sitting at the base of that mountain as they're going up, they're going up the hill to the place that God has showed him, As they're going up to Calvary as Isaac is carrying the wood on his back to the place of sacrifice. Oh, I wonder if Abraham, if God was whispering in his ear, Oh, look down in faith. Look down the years, down through time. And I'm telling you, my son is going to walk this same hill. My son is going to carry a cross. He's going to carry a cross. And he did it. Listen, he not only carried. That's number one. He consented. That's number two. He consented. You see, Isaac didn't fight back. Isaac Isaac didn't struggle. He willingly submitted to the Father. What did Jesus do in the Garden of Gethsemane? He sweated his great drops of blood. He was under such great pressure. He was under such great anxiety that he's praying about this cup of sin. He's praying about what is fixing to take place. And he said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Are you all with me? Let me give you a verse. Look what it says. We see an offering father, a willing son. Look what it says in John 10, 17. Therefore, does my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of? Myself. I lay it down of? Myself. Myself. Preacher, what's it saying? The Son willingly laid down His life. In this story, we see an offering Father, and we see a willing Son. And all God's people see it. How many of y'all can see Calvary in this picture? We see a a son carrying that beam, carrying that wood, which is a picture of Jesus carrying the cross. Mm -hmm. Now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Number three. What was number one? What was number one? Abraham saw a... Okay, all 12 of you. All right, here we go. Let's try this again. Abraham saw a. Then, number two, he saw a. Sacrificial death. Number three, he saw a. Saving resurrection. You say, but preacher, he didn't die. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch this. Watch this. A. You write this down. I want you to see the picture. This is the key. The picture that is seen. The picture that is seen. Look in in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Are y'all there? Say amen. Amen. It's right there in your notes. Right there in your notes. Verse 17. Watch how this works. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac offered up Isaac when did he offer up Isaac before before you before you say anything think a minute wonder what he's referencing right there watch let's let's keep reading let's keep reading He offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. In other words, it was a done deal, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. What does that mean? A picture Here's the the deal. This is what took place. The moment that God told him to sacrifice his son, the moment that God told him to sacrifice his son by faith, immediately he was dead to Abraham. Think about that. He was already dead. By faith, he believed that God could raise him up again. So in his heart, he offered him up at that moment. In other words, he was sacrificed the moment God said to. And then how many days went by? the offering had already taken place. He was going up to the mountain to get him back. (laughs) He was believing God that even if his son's life was taken from him, that God had the power to put it back in him. And in his heart, And in his mind, he had already slain. He had already sacrificed. He had already offered him up to God. And he was going to Mount Moriah to see God give him back to him. And guess what? He did. You see, and here's another type. Here's another type. As he stood over his son with that knife. To plunge that knife into his heart he said wait a minute wait a minute turn around Abram turn around there's a ram caught by the horns caught by the horns could not be a blemish so it had to be caught by the horns and the way the terminology is used he's talking about a crown of thorns upon its head preacher what are you saying God had a substitute for man. When Abram and Isaac was coming up this side of the mountain, God and the ram, the substitute, the sacrifice was coming up this side. And what happened? Abraham got to see that God was going to provide himself in the Lord Jesus Christ as the sacrifice in the stead of his son. You know what? When he saw that, how many of y'all believe when he turned around and saw that ram, he rejoiced. And was glad. So here we see a picture of the supernatural birth of the Lord Jesus Christ in the supernatural birth of Isaac. Here we see a sacrificial death in the sacrificial offering of Abram or excuse me, Abraham, with Isaac. I give your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. God said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. He said, listen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Abraham saw Jesus in the supernatural birth, the sacrificial death, but he saw him in the saving resurrection. He saw the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, listen, even though he laid down, God was able to bring him back again. You say, well, that's all there is to it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. One more thing I'd like to show you. <clears throat> and this is the best one of all. <clears throat> God saw, excuse me, Abraham saw and had the gospel delivered unto him through the supernatural birth, through the sacrificial death, through the saving resurrection. But now I want you to see this. Lastly, number four, is it number four? Number three, number four? Four. Number four, we see a secured bride. A secured bride. Let me check my time out. Oh, we're good. We may get out early. Now watch, now watch. Israel, and this might be a little heavy for you, you can write it down and research it later. Sarah, Sarah has died. Sarah has died, okay? Sarah is a type of Israel. Sarah is the mother of the seed that comes through. She's a type of Israel. The father, Abraham, does not seek out a bride till Sarah's out of the picture. So what is that a type of and a foreshadow of? It's foreshadow of God setting aside the nation of Israel to bring forth the church, which is the what of Christ? The bride of Christ. Are y'all with me? So we see the setting aside of Israel. Now we see there's a search for a bride. And in this chapter. What, what chapter is it? I'm, I'm just going to tell it to you all. 24. 24. Go home and read that as homework. In chapter number 24. Abraham is, 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 is up in age now. And he says it's time to find my son a bride. And he goes and he gets his eldest servant. Which we know is, is, is Eliezer. Uh, and, and, and he says listen. I want you to go back to Mesopotamia. Go back to where we came from. Go back to where we used to be. Did y'all catch that? Where, where, is, where is God seeking out a bride? Where Jesus used to be. <clears throat> y'all get that later. All right. Go back. And I want you, to, and he said, I want you to put your hand under my thigh, and I want you to promise me. And he said, I want you to go find a bride for my son Isaac. I want you to go get one. And this is, what, this is what the servant says. This is what the servant says. Uh, now, that might be a little hard to do, uh, seeing that, you know, uh, let me take him with me so, so, so he can see her and she can see him. He said, oh, no, oh, no, no, that's not going that to work that way. He's going to stay with me. He's going to stay. Now, remember, Abraham is a type of God the Father. Isaac is a type of Jesus, all right? So while the servant, which is a type of the Holy Spirit, is seeking out a bride. The son is going to be with the father. <laughs> Y'all getting it? So you go on out there and you find her. Everything's going to be all right. He said, you take 10 camels. I, I have read, I have read, looked at it today, read where the number 10 is the number of testimony. Testimony. How are you going to find a bride with a Testimony. It, that's, that's too deep. You just write it down. You can get that later again. Ten camels. <clears throat> go get her. So we find the servant. The servant, he is here at the well. He gets to the place where he's supposed to be. He gets to the place Abraham asked him to go. And by the way, if, you, if, you're, if you're writing notes down, A, I think, is the servant that sent. Write that down. We see the servant that is has sent. And now he prays. He has him in prayer meetings. If you're going to find a bride without her seeing the husband, you better pray. Say amen. And he has a prayer. me he said, now, Lord, he said, he done gave me a hard job. And now I got to find, I got to find Isaac a bride. Lord, I need some help with this thing. You need, to, you need to show her to me, bring her to me, whatever we need to do. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Here's how I'll know if it's the one. And, and, and Lord, if, you, if she'll say she'll give me some water and, and, and also give my camel some water. That's that's souped-up work. Say amen. You ain't going to find that kind of woman today. Amen. Boys, y'all keep looking. Amen. Keep looking. Hey, give my camels water and give my men water. And and, and gee, listen, amen. He looks up, and here comes Rebecca. Here comes Rebecca. And and I imagine he's saying, did God answer my prayer that quick? And here she comes. And he said, ma'am. I sure am thirsty. You reckon I could get some water? She says, i tell you what. I'll get you some water, and I'll get your camel some water. Now, ladies, let me give you a hint right here. That act of generosity and service made her a very rich woman. Just saying. Amen, amen. And this is what it says. This is what it says. You know, you know, he, th- th- listen, this servant was a Baptist because the Bible says when she said that, it's all there. Read it when you get home. When she said that, he, he went like this. <laughs> he said, how do you read that in the Bible? It says he had to hold his peace. Yeah. <laughs> what was happening? He was fixing to have a baptical fit and dance all over the place. But he didn't want to spook her. Say amen. He said, darling, let me show you something. And he began to give her some earrings and, and some gold bracelets. I need an amen, ladies. He began to break out some jewelry, some bling, and put it on her. What was he doing? Here's what he was doing. Woo, I'm getting them God bumps again. Amen. What was he doing? He was proposing. He was making a proposal for the sake of the Son. What did the Holy Spirit do when he came to where you was and found you? He made you an offer you couldn't refuse. He said, my master will take you out of hell and he'll take you to a place called heaven where the streets are gold and the walls are jasper and he makes you a proposal you can't refuse. It is. Hey, it gets better. It gets better. You know what she said? This is what she said. I got to go tell my daddy. (laughs) Read it. I'm not making this up. She runs home. And the brother, Laban, he looks at them earrings. And he looks at them gold bracelets. And she tells him the story. And you know what Laban said? What'd you do with him? <laughs> Why'd you leave him? He ran to make sure he didn't get away. <laughs> he went and got to the and said, come on, son. Come on. Come on. We got room for you. You come on. Come on. Isn't the Bible great? So here they are. Here they are in a tent. And, and, and listen, the servant, he goes over the whole thing with him. He says, This is the deal. He said, My master is old in years, and God's been good to him. And now he's loaded. <clears throat> That's what he said. I see now, y'all need to start reading y'all's Bible. He said he is loaded. He is wealthy. He's got gold. He's got silver. He's got cattle. I'm talking about the man is loaded. And not only that, he has given everything to his son. Y'all getting that part? Does the Bible not say that God the Father has given everything to Jesus his son? Watch, watch. And he's looking for a bride. And this is what Laban and the father said. Who do we argue with that? Hey, it sounds like a God thing to me. Take the woman and go. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. I'm not making that up. They get up early the next day. Can you imagine how excited the, the servant is? A founder, a founder, a founder. He couldn't wait. He couldn't wait to present the bride to the son. And the next morning, early in the morning, they're getting their camels ready. <clears throat> And and, and Laban and and the father said, hey, man, just let her hang out a few days. Just let her hang out a few days, and then y'all leave. He said, look, man, I got a long ways to go. Please don't hinder from my journey. We need to go. He said, I tell you what, leave it up to her. Leave it up to her. And she took one look at them bracelets. And said, I'll go. I'll go. What did she do? She accepted the proposal. Now she is, she is engaged, or let's use the Bible term, betrothed to the son. The day you got saved, the servant came to where you was. And made an offer you couldn't refuse. And you had to say, I'll go. (laughs) And when you accepted the offer of the son to be his bride, you're now engaged, betrothed to the son. Now the wedding ain't took place yet. Ooh. There's a journey to take. <laughs> yeah, I know where I'm going. <clears throat> Look what it says. Look what it says. Oh, let me get over there. Turn, 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 oh, turn over there. Turn, turn. <clears throat> In chapter number 24. <clears throat> chapter number 24. This is so good. Look what it says. Verse 58. <clears throat> Verse 58. When you get there, say amen. amen. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will. Everybody say it. I will. Now watch what happens. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Look what it says in verse 61. Here it is. And Rebekah rose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels. And they rode upon the The camels. And it says, and followed the man. All right. The servant, the man, is a type of the Holy Spirit. Right? He came into a far country to secure a bride. Right? Now he's taking the bride... Back to the Son. Right? And they're riding on camels. camels. Y'all see in the picture? The Holy Spirit has came and he's invited you. He's proposed to you and offered you a life and a relationship with the Son of God. Now you are engaged, you are betrothed. But the, way, the wedding has not taken place yet because we got to get to where he is. Now there's a journey. There's a journey in the wilderness between where Rebecca was to where she was going. And they were riding on camels. You say, Preacher, what is the camel type of? A type of grace. A type of grace. Been doing a little 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 looking into that camel. <clears throat> Listen, you say, How is that camel a type of grace? And by the way, see in your outline, I want you to see the transportation that's supplied. Preacher, what are you saying? The servant didn't look at Rebecca and say, Get there the best way you can. I've given you the offer. Now the rest is up to you. Do the best you can. No, that's not how it worked, ladies and gentlemen. I know there's a lot of denominations out there saying just do the best you can. Hold on the best you can. Walk the best you can. Just, uh, just whatever. Just make a great effort. But let me tell you something. She wasn't leading that camel. She was riding that camel. And here's the thing about that transportation that is supplied by the sun. That grace that is supplied. Here's the thing. Number one, it's a burden bearer. A camel is, listen, can carry more than any domesticated animal that really they have today. It can load up to a thousand pounds on its back and go across the desert. Preacher, what is the point? That camel, as a type of grace, they say, what does the Bible say? Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Cast all your care upon me, for I care for you. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm telling you, when the when the going gets tough, when the wilderness gets hot, when it gets difficult and gets rough, and you feel like quitting, you can ride on the top of grace and know that you can roll your burden over on him. When you get weary, when you get tired, when you get frustrated, when you get fearful, when you don't think you can go on, it will carry your burden for you. Yeah. Listen, it's called the the ship of the desert. And it'll carry the burden. When you get tired, it'll just keep trucking on. When you feel like quitting, it'll just keep trucking on. It'll carry your burden all the way to Jesus. Say amen right there. Not only is this a type of, uh, listen, a type of grace as a burden bearer. Number two, if you're you're writing these things down, listen, this camel, this camel is equipped. For the harsh environments. Man this is some of the coolest stuff you'll ever see. How many of y'all seen a camel? How many of y'all know he's got a long snoot? You know that sucker can smell water a long ways off. And he also has muscles in his nose to shut his nose when the sandstorm comes. In other words... When you can't find the water, he can. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. Do you know he's got some souped-up eyelids? You got two. He's got three. He's got an upper eyelid and a lower eyelid and a side eyelid. Yeah, it's look National Geographic. Google it if you don't believe me. He's got an eyelid on the side that acts like a windshield wiper. Shoo shoo, 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 And it's clear. And you know what he can do? When the storm gets raging, when it gets so bad that you can't even see, that old third eyelid will just come on across, and he can just keep right on going, even in the storm. Preacher, what's that? That's grace. When you can't see, grace just keeps right on going. Say amen. Do you know he's got specially designed feet? That the way they're cupped that traps air underneath them, and he can just walk right on the hottest sand there is? Do you know that that this and the camel has the ability to regulate his temperature on the inside so that no matter how hot it gets or how cold it gets, he's good to go. I've heard this. I tried to tried to verify. It. Tried to verify, it, but I heard this. Listen, he can, he can drink 30 gallons of water in 13 minutes. And they say when it, when, when when a camel. Now, I couldn't verify this, but boy, when I heard it, I had to shout and fit. I hope it's true. They said when a camel fills up every one of those pouches. And by the way, them humps ain't no water jug. They're not. It's fat. Y'all with me? It's fat. He can just keep right on going without eating and use it all up. He don't even have to stop. What does that mean? He's got his own provision. But that camel, when he fills up all of those pouches of water in his stomachs, ain't a desert on this earth he can't cross. Richard, what are you saying? What storm are you in that you need grace to get you through? What storm are you in? Listen, they rode on grace all the way to Isaac. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Yeah. Hey, not only that, there's another one. He's a burden bearer. He's equipped especially for the harsh environment. And number three, he's a shelter in the storm. Do you know that camel has, has specially designed long hair and thick skin? So when the traveling gets so bad that it's dangerous to the rider, you know what the old camel will do? He'll just kneel down and get down, and that rider can hunker up beside him and be protected in the storm. What does that mean? God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. You see, we're on grace following the man. We're on grace, following the Spirit to our bridegroom. I can imagine. Now just follow me now. Just stay with me. Just look. Don't write nothing down. Just just follow me. I can imagine as they're on that long journey, and old Rebecca starts to get tired. She starts to get weary and discouraged because it's not an easy journey. It gets rough. And I can see, I can see that 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 servant, kind of see that look in her eye. Uh And he brings his old camel back there. Say, honey, you're getting tired, ain't you? I know it's tough, but we're almost there. I know you wore out, but we're almost there. And I believe he opens that saddle bag. You know the bracelets you got on? There's more where that came from. This is just a foretaste of glory divine, Amen. and boy, that just tells me, man, when the journey gets tough, we can open, we can open the saddlebag of His Word, yeah. and we can dig out the jewels and the blessings to help us keep on, keeping on. Amen. Y'all with me? Amen. And all of a sudden, she heard wagons ho! She probably thought, well, I guess we're going to stay tonight again. And she looked at the servant, but he had a different look in his eye. And she says, hey, who's that dude out there? He said, that's him. That's him. That's him. And she grabbed a veil and put it on her face. And The Bible says she lit off her camel. Some say that was the first cigarette that was smoked in the Bible. I don't know if that's true. I'm sorry. (laughs) Steve Humphreys told me that. I don't know what. (laughs) And here come Isaac. And here's a cool deal too. You know they met in neutral territory. (laughs) You know what the Bible says? For the Lord himself, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with them in the clouds. So shall we ever be with the Lord. (laughs) And you know what they had right after that? A wedding. You know what we're doing today, guys? We're riding grace. To the sun, And when we get to the sun, there's going to be a wedding. And there's going to be rejoicing. There's going to be shouting. Oh, man. You know what? Abraham saw all that. And rejoiced. How many of y'all believe he rejoiced when his son was born? How many of y'all believe he rejoiced when he basically... Was resurrected. How many of y'all believe he rejoiced when his son got married? Jesus said, he saw my day. It was in a type, it was in a picture. But by faith, he saw it. And was glad. Before Abraham was, I am. Let's give God praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Listen, allow allow the New Testament in your study to make the Old Testament come alive. You say, how do I do that? Look for Jesus in everything. I heard an old man of God preaching one day and he said the Bible is like one of them old time viewfinders. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Them little red things. Got a little disc you put in it. He said you look through two eyepieces but you only see. He said if you'll look through the Old Testament and look through the New Testament you'll see one picture. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, "Look, you don't believe me? Look here, look here. I'm gonna just read. I'm gonna read what it says if I can find it. Look what it says: John five thirty nine. Search the Scriptures. All they had was the Old Testament at that point. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they, who's speaking? Who's speaking? They, what, the Old Testament scriptures, are they which of me. And all God's people say it. Amen. All right, we of time. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. So